0: Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents.
1: You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Adups Johnson. Uh, this podcast makes me want to do dishes. No, really. I spend extra time in the kitchen cleaning things so I can keep listening and hiding from my kids. Let's Aww. be real. Thanks for being my podcast friends. I love that.
0: Yes, me too. That's so cute.
1: I hate doing dishes.
0: I was offended at first. I'm like, what does she mean? to uh, do dishes? She wants
1: to hang with us. I love it. I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany,
0: from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you can take
1: or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are going to be talking about a new device that has been created to help dads breastfeed their babies. Uh, Dealing with aggression in children, and I was going to do it and other language pitfalls in marriage. Mm-hmm. We do have a, a guest on today's show, which is Kate Casey from Reality Life with Kate Casey. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. But before we get into the topics, let's tell everybody how they can win the opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. It's easy to enter our co-host
0: contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a chance to enter. Every time you enter, it's another chance to win. All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. This episode's code word is grandparents. From the U.S., text grandparents to 44222 for your chance to win. If you're in Canada, text grandparents. To 15878004323 for your chance to win. All right. We have um, a special guest today. Her name is Kate Casey from Reality Life with Kate Casey. Um, Kate is an author and comedian and the host of Reality Life with Kate Casey on Wondery. Kate has been featured on the Today Show, Fab Life on ABC, Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop, and U.S. Weekly's Fashion Police. What? She she writes television show recaps and parenting pieces for her website, loveandknuckles.com. In addition, she's a contributing writer for PopSugar, Babble.com, Motherly, Hot Moms Club, and Scary Mommy. She is the author of You Know You Are Pregnant When, funny funny quotes from women who have been there.
1: Every week, comedians and author Kate Casey uh, from LoveAndKnuckles.com recaps your favorite reality show. Featured segments include funny episode recaps, commentary uh, from a featured husband or boyfriend, and interviews with reality stars of the past. That
0: is so cool. Welcome, Kate.
2: Thanks for having me. I am thrilled to be here talking to you. Um, thrilled, thrilled, thrilled. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, we're excited that you could be here. So we usually start the show with a mom-fail moment, and you have how many kids again? I have five kids. Whew. Whew. What is the age range?
2: Nine, seven, five, three, eight months.
1: Oh, Oh my God. Nine, seven these are babies. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. You have your hands full. Um, yeah. Like you don't hear that. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I hate it when people say that. <laughs> I know, but it's just so true because when you've got, when I only have three kids and I can just that's empathize, but then I can't think of adding two more, Same. you know? So it's just, I always, I always say that's, I know it's super cliche, but I always, I feel that like, That's a lot.
0: You're a superhero.
1: Yeah. So why don't you uh, share a mom-fail moment with us so we can kick off the show?
2: Well, my husband says I'm not passive-aggressive. He says I'm aggressive-aggressive. So (laughs) last week, my son had a fly football game. I was not present. I was at home. He came back and said the other coach was allowing the kids to sideswipe. And one of the one of the members of my son's football team got injured and they were all the parents were pretty fired up because the other coach was egging the other team on his team. Like it's it's encouraging them to tackle, which is, of course, against the rules of flag football. So cut to two days later, I'm out at a store and I see the coach's wife (laughs) from across the aisle. Mm -mm. And instead of just letting it go, I went up to her. And kind of had it out with her. Like, get your husband to like pull it together. These kids are in first grade. If you think that they're going to be playing in high school, you're probably wrong. And it's for kids to learn the game of football. And if you take it as seriously as the Super Bowl, you need to take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself where it all went wrong. And <laughs> in the serial, that probably was not a great moment in my life when you look at the big picture, but I just felt like someone needed to put this woman and her husband in place because if they didn't, they would carry on with this ridiculousness every single Friday. And I'm telling you, I know enough people and I've had enough experience that the people that take flag football so seriously when your kid's seven you're you're basically asking for your kid to burn out by, you know, eighth grade and then they're going to stay at home and eat sandwiches all day and play video games. So congratulations to you. I tell you what, yeah. you
1: had the balls to say it. I congratulate you because I don't know. I don't know. Was if the I, wife a part of it
0: or was it her, just her husband?
2: Well, yeah, she was at the game. She was at the game. And one of the moms said that when they started confronting the other coach saying, listen, buddy, like this is a little bit too much our player now has black and blue marks on their ankle because you took it too far. The wife got up and started getting into it. Mm. We're, you know, we're really into football. You're, you guys are a bunch of helicopter parents. Like you, they need to brush it off. So she kind of got into it. Yeah. So I felt full license to go crazy on her. Right.
1: I, I no, I understand. She inserted herself into the situation by telling, yeah, I agree. I agree. And way here's to go. The, here's
2: the thing. Of, here's the thing about me is that I feel like when other people don't feel comfortable speaking up, it's my it's my duty to, to be their voice, to be their mouthpiece. Like, I just feel like it's, it's my responsibility. And I have no problem like going forward and confronting people. So I feel like people look to me to be the speaker for I'm like, saint gabriel if you will for the flag football community oh my god i love and so this so i needed this woman to realize that she looked ridiculous at the game and if i had to do that in the cleaning aisle at the target then i had to do it all right then i'm
1: categorizing this as a mom win and not a fail which is a first here on the show so congratulations I'm, i am look thank, you. thank I you look you go you say the things that you need to say you let this woman know. You let the the coach know. You can also forward the link to our podcast to them. Make sure they hear this. And uh, I think that's fantastic. So welcome, 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 welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. How I got, many welcomes, Meredith? Look, that was a great story. I'm I I, I I'm very I'm very. I'm the
0: opposite. Like I avoid confrontation at all costs. I yeah. I can't. You would probably be the one speaking for me because I I don't I don't know. I just don't.
1: Well, you know what, though? Your your kids are younger and you haven't been put in this situation yet. So I think maybe you would be surprised at how you would want to react. But this
0: has this is a fun fact. Yesterday we had T-ball practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm not kidding. The other team was knocking all of uh, our team down to the ground and stuff, which the, the kids are four and five. And so our coach got really mad and got in the face of the other coach and they were fighting and the game had to stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And it was because my son's the one who got knocked down by a girl. Yeah. And the, so it was, uh that's very interesting. That I think it's that.
1: interesting that they were tackling in t-ball because that has nothing to do with yeah. the sport, but okay. Literally, yeah, um. it was
0: weird. <laughs> Life
1: is weird. But all right. So why don't you tell us, why don't you give a little bit of a backstory to how you got started and why you do what you do? How did it even come about? Sure.
2: Okay, so this is my second chapter in life. My first job um, or first chapter job was I had my own PR firm and I represented law firms. I did media consulting for law firms. So in my entire life, besides law and journalism, I had a deep, deep love for pop culture. And when I first started watching The Real World many, many years Mm. ago, I thought, Mm. I don't know if there's a better way to spend a day than watching the Real World Marathon. Correct. So I went on to, I, I, when I moved to Los Angeles, I started working at this PR firm and I was working in the corporate practice, but I sat beside the people in the entertainment practice and I have this weird savant, savantian kind of thing where I can remember useless information about people. So the other people would say, do you remember, you know, Kelsey Grammer's production company? And then I'd swivel my chair around and go, GramNet Productions. Like, I just know stupid stuff. So when I started to have children, I thought, I really need to do something with this. So I started writing recaps of reality shows. So I think people would call it now fan fiction. Uh And I started with The Real Housewives of Orange County. So it'd be like, instead of saying... And then, you know, Tamara walked through the room and yelled at Vicky, I would include conversations that didn't happen and exaggerate circumstances. And so from there, I went on to do um, other stuff in the reality TV space. So cut to two and a half years ago, I got an opportunity to pitch the idea of a podcast about reality television, including interviews with people on reality TV shows and producers and also Forcing people of varying uh, industries to watch reality shows and to review them, and so that was two and a half years ago. I uh, at the Wondering Network, which has now gone on to do really good podcasts like D- Dirty John, et cetera. And so they liked the idea, and that was two and a half years ago. And it's really grown into something pretty great. And so every week, I on the front end of each episode, I interview somebody on a reality show or a producer or a director of a reality show. And I've actually thrown in some documentaries too. Mm -hmm. So like the last couple weeks I've had Donnie Wahlberg. I've had the director of leading Neverland on HBO. I've had the producer of Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, This week I have the producer of a new show on Netflix called Selling Sunset, which is sort of like The Bachelor and Married at First Sight if they Mm. had a date. And then on the two other segments, I Mm. have people review a reality show and talk about it. Every episode is an opportunity for someone to meet somebody in the reality TV space and to listen to somebody review a uh, reality TV show. So if you're somebody who loves television shows, um, don't feel bad about admitting that you wanted to watch the Bachelor finale or that you love to watch each episode of Real Housewives because I have a space for you
1: yes i agree i i'm i absolutely love uh terrible reality tv i am a huge fan of married at first sight i've seen every season mm-hmm. 90 day fiance i mean you name it and i just sit there and i pull them apart i just want to yep. bash the crap out of them
2: because it's you know who, you know who i had on was do you remember jesse from 90 day fiance the one from amsterdam yes He was kind of interesting, but you know what? He was actually kind of a good sport. Like I made fun of him a lot and he kind of went with the flow. (laughs) And then did I tell you about the time I went to the 90 day fiance mixer in LA? Oh, I'm sorry. What?
1: That sounds fantastic. So they
2: invited me to this mixer, but mind you, I just had the baby. So I, I I drove to LA and I had, I felt like it was like during the whole party, I felt like one of my boobs was leaking because I was, (laughs) you know, you know, in the beginning when you're nursing and it's like a waterfall right and there are a bunch of the, those cast members, I believe this is the moment where I felt like the show is beginning to jump the shark because I felt like the new, so it was this season, the new people, they were like leaning into their fame a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Like lots of Instagram stories, lots of pictures. Mm -hmm. And it became more like they were Instagram stars and not like randoms that ended up on a TV show. So I'm talking to Paul, who was the one that almost had his girlfriend murdered by machete in the Amazon, in the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing a mosquito's nest. And he's talking to me about his girlfriend or now wife that was pregnant. And he admitted to me that he wasn't totally positive that the baby was his. Oh. Yeah. I was like, this is what dreams are made of. I don't know how I got here, but I'm going to fully embrace every moment here. So between that and Danielle, who was married to Muhammad for five minutes, and and talking to her about why she wanted to move forward in a marriage to somebody in a foreign country who clearly wanted a green card. Right. And I just thought these are the moments that life are made of
1: (laughs) but i tell you what at the entire time i was watching that season and i'm sitting here and i'm going lady you've got to be kidding me like everybody is telling you that this (laughs) is the worst idea ever and yet you're like no 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 he loves me and it's like no he doesn't he doesn't even like you he doesn't want to be in the same room as you like and then you did it anyway and like all the rules well i can't kiss you it's tuesday like what like, you know, it was just, it was ridiculous, but I felt bad. You know, I really did. I felt, I felt bad for that woman, but, um, but all right. So let's go ahead. And what we'll do now is we'll talk topics and you can chime in. Uh, and, uh, usually we kick off the show though with my good friend, Tiffany telling a joke cause she's hilarious. What do you got for us today, Tiff?
0: <clears throat> I'm not sure to be honest with you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I guess the mom vocab. Oh, guess the mom vocab? I'm giving you a word and you have to define it.
1: Grandparents. Grandparents. Okay. Um, my my parents are grandparents.
0: <laughs> the people who think your children are wonderful, even though they're sure you're not raising them right.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, Puddle. Water on the floor. A small body of water that draws other small bodies wearing dry shoes into it. Oh.
1: <laughs> These are terrible.
0: <laughs> There's so many, but I feel like that's enough.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, a show off. A child who is more talented than yours. Who done it? None of your children who live in your house. Oh. You're this was fired. A, this was a good attempt at being funny, business manager. Your joke stunk today. <laughs> All right. So in trending news, we have a new device that can help dads breastfeed their babies. So this new gadget, uh, dubbed a father's nursing assistant, was recently unveiled at the South by Southwest Festival in Texas. Uh, It's a wearable device in the shape and texture of a woman's breast. One boob contains milk while the other is a feeding system with a silicone nipple enabling the baby to nurse from his dad just like he or she would from the mom but what do you think tiff did you breastfeed um i tried but i had my nipples pierced when i was
0: 18 and so my milk just like slowly dribbled out of one side it was weird oh um i is it hold on i'm reading because i'm trying to figure out the um the purpose is well, it just so that they, um, in case the mom's not around, so that the baby gets to continue practicing. Or it so, says it's allowing moms, adoptive parents, and dads to nurse the baby as well. So you put, it's made by um, Medella or Medea, however, Medea, however you say Medea. it, and it's so that if somebody can't breastfeed for whatever reason.
1: Um, so did did you see the movie Meet the Fockers? Yeah. Okay, so you know how he had, like, the boob he strapped on and, like, put the bottle in it or whatever? It really does kind of look like that. I saw a picture of it. So you put in the milk in, like, a bag, but it actually also heats it up. Mm. So the milk is, you know, body temperature or whatever. But what I didn't understand – the only thing – well, I, I didn't understand a lot about it. But what I really didn't understand was why – and this is just ignorance – I'm just blatantly saying this because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a lactation specialist. I don't really know much about breastfeeding outside of the fact that I did breastfeed my own children. Um, I didn't attempt for my husband to do that, but I, um, I don't understand why you couldn't just bottle feed a baby with breast milk. If the mom pumped, like, why do you need to have a, fake boobs on that did that. Like, that's what I didn't understand about this whole system. Like, that's what kind of went over my head with it when I saw this. Because this is, this is like making weight, like people, like it's, it's split 50-50. Some people are like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. It's going to let the mom sleep longer. And other people are like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But my question is, how does this really help the mom sleep more? Can't the dad just wake up and feed a bottle with breast milk to a baby if they're crying? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. That, that's my question. I feel like to each his own. Yeah.
0: I. Who, you know, if they want to use it, more power to them.
1: Well, I don't... You know what I couldn't find out, though? The price, which is really where it's going to boil down to at some point, because my guess is this product is probably massively expensive. Well, it says it also vibrates to induce sleep and
0: helps dads feel more actively engaged in the process. It contains sensors that track a child's breastfeeding, how much milk the baby's consumed and sleeping behavior. The data is transmitted to the app on your smartphone. Oh, wow. You can't do that with a bottle, I guess. No, So that's probably what this is for.
1: I look, if you want to breastfeed, uh, look, I don't care what you want to do, how you feed your kid, feed your kid. I don't care if it comes out of a bottle, a fake breast, uh, a real breast. Uh, to me, I don't personally care as well, but I found it, I found it, a, it looked a little odd strapped to a man, but I think that that's probably because I'm not used to seeing breastfeeding instruments strapped to men. I had a hard time breastfeeding. Um, I used plenty of Medela products, if that's how you say it, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm worried that, I guess it's not a worry, but I'm assuming this is going to be a very expensive product. i have to look into it. Yeah. Well, you know what I do know? Um, breast pumps are expensive too, but those are a lifesaver because I used to pump a ton and those were like 200 and something bucks. Right. And those suckers, those pumps would burn out too. I'd have to get the new pieces or whatever, but mm-hmm. I breast, I, uh, pumped a shit ton Um, because I did want other people to feed the baby, right? Like I wanted to be able to leave and be like breast milk's in the fridge, Mm -hmm. you know, but anyway, so I think it's, I think it's very interesting, but I also think, um, I think that there's a gadget for everything these days and there's an app for it and there's a way to connect with it. And I think that Mm -hmm. it's a lot, but yeah. So interesting, a little out there, but you know, whatever. Dave, would you use it? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you come in here for a second and and uh, just hop on the mic? We've got a man in the studio.
2: I'm fairly certain I would I would never use it. I mean, you'd be. I mean, I I, I wouldn't because I I you know be sitting around, and my two year old would run up and jump on me and put his head down in my chest and be like, "Oh, sorry, I gotta go. Strap it on real quick." So, well,
1: I don't know. I think it's uh. I think it's I think it's very interesting and we'll have I, to wait and see. I did all the night though, so I you did not. You didn't do a single there, night feeding. Shut up.
0: There's there's different types of people out there. There's some guys that are really like in touch with that
1: side of themselves and want to be right. a part of it. So I don't yeah, I don't care if they want to buy a boob and strap it to themselves. That's their business. <laughs> Go ahead. Strap whatever you want on. I don't personally care. I I just think that it's definitely I I don't know why my mind went straight to how much does this cost? But the first, the literally the first thing I said when I saw this online was, "I bet that's like a eight hundred dollar machine." I couldn't find it. No, I really could. I looked. I looked. It's not for sale yet. Maybe it was an April Fool's joke. No, it's not. It's really a thing. All right, so this will be interesting because you guys have toddlers I don't have toddlers anymore, but this next um, topic talks about dealing with aggression in children, so it talks about what is normal versus what is not normal when dealing with uh aggression in children, and that those behaviors could result in. Is your child being defiant, throwing fits? Do they hit? Do they smack? Do they pull hair? Do they bite? Do they scratch? And is it a is it age appropriate? If ever age appropriate? So, um, Tiffany, remind everybody how old your kids are: three, four, eight. Okay, and Kate, you said your kids range from nine nine to eight months. That's correct.
2: Yep. What, how how old are your toddlers? Uh, I have a five, a three, and then, of course, the baby. So
1: three, because your five-year-old's got to be in kindergarten, right?
2: Uh, next year.
1: Oh, so VPK. Okay. Um, yep. Or we say VPK. I don't even know if that's yeah. a thing outside of the state. Is it? Yeah. Like preschool. Like Yeah. VPK? yeah. Like preschool. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Like, ch- like a, like a junior kindergarten. Right. Right. Okay. We just,
1: that's what we call it here. And I always assume that everybody's from Florida and they are in fact not. So it's basically just preschool. <laughs> yes. Correct. So you have a, a, a three and an eight month old. Um, so what are the most common things, uh, Tiffany, with your toddlers that you would say are the behavior problems that you've had or that you would be worried about? And then I'll tell you what these people have to say
0: um i think that my son has some anxiety Mm. i i'm positive some of that comes from me um but i also think some of it is genetic because my daughter does not um chloe is really dramatic and just screams and yells Mm. like if she wants something that's her go-to as opposed to like trying to talk or ask nicely she just goes right to screaming so Um, I have taught my son to scream into pillows and into his arms when he's feeling frustrated because he gets really frustrated when he can't do something correctly or he feels like he's failing. Um, so he's been screaming into pillows and, uh, he's really proud of himself every time he does it. He's like, look, mom, I did it. Are you proud of me? And I'm like,
1: yeah, (laughs) yes, I am. Thank you for using that couch pillow. Yes. All right. And what about you, Kate?
2: Well, I think I just, you know, I have a lot of kids, so um, I, they sort of stubborn and they don't listen in terms of like, go to bed and they kind of like revolt and they're like, f*** off, like, no, we're not going to bed. And so I think I have like that basic stuff. Um, I really, the great thing about having so many kids is I force them to do playdates with themselves. (laughs) So they get really frustrated about not being able to go to other people's houses. So um, I've, I deal with a lot of issues in terms of like they want to revolt. They're like pissed off at me because I don't set up play dates with a family down the street, but I'm like, I can't just invite myself and you to someone's home. So um, because they get pissed off at that, they'll act out and kind of like not listen or get in stupid fights with each other. Um, the five-year-old, she's pretty funny. She just, she is her own voice. So my issue with probably with her is like how to temper that voice. Like you need to like not fight every fight, which by the way, it sounds like she just, uh, she's me basically. Mm. Yeah.
1: We, I think everybody gets one that's more similar to yourself versus your husband or whatever. Uh, And it, it is hard. I think my daughter, my Sophia is a mini me. Mm. She's 10 and she, She just, she, she is, she is so full of sass and nastiness and can just cut you with words. That's that's me. But so this article, what this says, and the whole reason that I had that I when I saw this, it kind of caught my eye. I thought we have a lot of listeners who have toddlers and younger kids, so we should probably touch on this. My best friend Eric and his husband, Trey, have a son, my nephew, who's two and a half. They adopted him and he is is like in the throes of the terrible twos right now. And so Eric has been really worried that a lot of these behaviors are going to be problematic, and I've been trying to reassure him that a lot of what is going on is like we've all had toddlers, and toddlers can be the absolute worst, and it's just like part of what you have to roll through. So this study says that 477 children from ages 6 months to 24 months, meaning up to like around 2, were reported doing the following behaviors – several times throughout a week, kicking, hitting, pulling hair, biting, and some even hurting animals, the ha- the family pet. God, yeah. Wow. So they said the behaviors were very common with some of the actions, meaning hitting, smacking somebody, kicking, punching, or biting. Obviously, much less common was hurting an animal or hurting, like really, really hurting somebody. Uh, but they said that over time, certain certain things happened at the exact like uh, at 18 months, hitting and kicking was like the thing that all 18 month olds wanted to do right. and they say it's because they can't verbalize they're not they're not their brains and their their skills aren't ready to verbalize what they actually want so they hit to get a reaction. Ooh. So they said that that really peaks around 18 months old um, pushing people, and throwing things at people <laughs> peaked around twenty months old.
0: Which is almost two
1: years. Which is almost two years. And then um, it says that the terrible two like the terrible twos, it's really not like a at two thing. It can happen anytime but like like around 15 to 16 months and up. Mm -hmm. And they say that those behaviors are simply because they, they can't verbalize what they're saying. So they're going to, if they want something and you're not giving it to them, they want to throw it at you to get your attention or they want to kick or push or bite because everybody's had a biter, right? Like either if your kid wasn't the biter, you went to a daycare and there was a biter. Mm -hmm. Like my youngest used to get bit all the time. Oh my gosh, my youngest would get bit and he would get, um, sent home and not because he was doing anything wrong, but they would, the policy in the daycare was the the kid who got bit and the kid who bit both had to go home to be treated. And it was like, well, I don't want to take my Mm -hmm. kid home. Like now I got to miss work because he got bit and it was annoying. And especially when you have a kid that beats, bites repeatedly, but apparently it's very normal. And so research just wants to uh, reassure parents that these behaviors happen and your kid isn't necessarily a behavior problem. He's just the other toddlers. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I, I There were kids at uh, my daughter's preschool. I remember there were a couple kids that were biting. And for me, she's she, – this is my oldest. She's nine now. She's sensitive too. She's got a lot of empathy. Mm. So if, for – for If your child is witness to the biting or is, um, or is bitten, the, the hill that you have is to explain to somebody whose prefrontal cortex is not fully developed that kids sometimes don't have the words to express themselves and you have to be patient with other children um, and to cultivate your empathy. And, and that's pretty hard sometimes when it's like, I don't want to be around that child because last time I talked to him, he bit me.
1: Right. Yeah. And that is, that's hard to do. I think some kids are just super empathetic. You know what I mean? And then others, it's like, you can't, it's, it's so hard to, to force them to be empathetic. And it's like, how can you force somebody to be empathetic?
2: Right. That's well, a tough one. You can't. So for those kids, you have to say, like, um, uh, you know, you have to learn to just walk away. So if that child is aggressive with you, you have to just walk away. It's going to happen again and again and again. And you walk away. You go to a teacher and say, he's not respecting my personal space. I don't want to talk. I don't want to be around him right now. And it's the, te- the onus is on the teacher or the child care provider to respect that and to keep the kids separate.
1: Yeah. And you know what? The, that I found this is very interesting because my youngest has had a, has a, a lot of behavioral issues. He's he's on the spectrum and it's hard for him. He has to have his personal space. And when people invade it, he gets very upset and then he can have these meltdowns and whatever. So what, when I was reading this, I thought it was very interesting. It says, the moment you see the child who is mildly frustrated take a break and remove themselves from that situation, you need to go over there and let them know that they made the right choice and that will help them remember the next time instead of acting out when i took that break and i gave myself a minute i did the right thing and i'm going i'm going to be rewarded for that because they some people say you shouldn't reward um, you shouldn't use a reward system because people should just want to do the right thing. And I kind of think that that's BS. I think that throughout our lives, we're, we're, when we are rewarded for doing the right thing, it reinforces the fact that we should be doing it. So I believe in rewarding my kids when they do the right thing. Um, and our therapist who I was nervous about telling her that that's what I was doing actually suggested that, yeah, that's what I would do when they, when you see them doing a behavior you want, praise them for that you know?
2: know, Yeah, I'm no parenting expert, but I do. um, Luckily, my oldest kids, we have a little bit of a commute to their school. And we carpool with another family. And I like to say I I do mindful brainwashing. (laughs) So I say things in the car to them like, you know, I just want you guys to know how proud of you I am that you're so kind to other people and you're respectful of other people's um, viewpoints and all I everything that I want them to be, I reinforce that by saying that all the time. Gosh, I'm so proud of you. So it makes, <laughs> so it's like brainwashing. They're like, oh shit, yeah. Oh, they, yeah, you're right, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. I totally respectful other people. I'm, I'm kind, like all that stuff. So if you don't reserve that just for those moments, but like keep repeating that over and over again, they really do implement that into their everyday lives.
1: Agreed. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, all right. So usually our first two segments deal with parenting. I figured we'd do this last one, which deals with um, usually marriage, love and marriage. So love and marriage is brought to you by uh, us because we're spectacular wives. And we um, are going to talk today about language pitfalls in marriage. So the things that our spouses say to us that drive us insane, uh, I'll give you some background. So this past weekend I had a show in Louisville and I, um, got home and I, I am, uh, what's the, what's the right, I don't know how to sit still right? Like in general, I don't know how to sit still. So when I get home from a trip, I come in, I immediately unpack my suitcase and then I start cleaning up the house because I've been gone. And so I have to get things in the house back together. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I unpack, I start putting all of my stuff away. I start doing laundry and then I go straight to the sink and I start doing dishes. And my husband was sitting on the couch and he was watching TV. And he looked over at me as I'm doing these dishes. And he said, um, I was going to do that. And I said, okay. And I continued to do the dishes. And so then he got up and he walked around and he goes, I need you to know that I was going to do that. I just didn't get to it. And I said, okay. And he said, you don't need to be mad. And I said, well, I wasn't mad, but now you're kind of annoying me because I just, you know, I need to do them because I want to sit down tonight because Game of Thrones is on tonight at nine o'clock. And so I need to get this crap done because I want to sit. And he said it one more time and I said, well, I see that you were going to do it, but you didn't. So I am now doing it. And then we had this massive fight. So (laughs) it wasn't actually, I don't think about the dishes, but it was about the fact that I said to him you didn't do this. So now I have to do it. And he just kind of blew up. So I don't know if I'm alone in that or if other married people go through this, but it drives me nuts when he says I was going to do it because in my brain, you either do it or you don't do it. There was no, I was going to, it just, it happened or it didn't happen. And, and he pointed out to me, um, that I, um, uh, like probably like your husband says to you, I am not passive aggressive. You can see it on my face, right? Yeah. Like you, I don't need to say words. <laughs> you can look at my face and yeah. know exactly what I'm thinking. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything like that? Does did, did your spouse have, do you have any language pitfalls that just make you insane or make or drive you crazy?
2: Mm, I don't know about language pitfalls, but one thing that drives me crazy about him is that uh, my husband works seven days a week, which is fine. I totally enjoy that. I work all the time too. No problem. But he signs up for tennis tournaments because he believes he's Roger Federer. And he does it. And I, like, unless I'm in front of a computer so I can plug something in my calendar, I'm going to forget it. So he'll say in passing at the worst time, and just so you know, I'm, I'm in the singles tournament at the club this weekend or something, or I signed up for this tournament. And then I forget about it. And then the weekend comes and I've got, you know, 17 places to be with the kids. And I'll say, yeah, but you know, I've got that tournament. So I have to physically restrain myself from saying, I don't know if you're aware of this, but this is not the U S open and we've got bigger fish to fry. Okay. So uh, that's a problem because I become irate because he's signing up to play in a tournament. And by the way, these things last hours, right? And there's no secure time. Right. So he'll say, he always says, oh, it'll be over by, you know, one. And then he'll call me and say, okay, so it turns out my, my match is not until 2.30. It's, it's uh, at 2.30 minutes over at 5. And then I've spent the whole day running around all, you know, all day. And now I want to murder you. So, um, I find not to be annoying. It's, um, I feel like my issue is like, just be, number one, send me an email so I can plug it in. And he always seems to forget to do that. and two. Um, just be up front in the morning and say I just want to give you a heads up. I don't know when my tournament time is going to be and I'm going to be with you at the house until I get the call that my, you know, of my match time and then I'll go to the match and then I'll come right home. No, instead it's like, oh, I I was just going to I have to just like sit around the club and wait for the time. So anyway, at the end of this, I want to rip his eyeballs out. However, he's got a high-stress job and I try to be mindful that Tennis is his outlet, and I've got mine, and that in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that important if he hits a ball for a couple hours. But I have to tell you in, in, when I'm in the thick of it, I want to um, I want to slam a frying pan against his head.
1: Right. I agree with you and I understand the same thing because I do think that we should everybody should have their outlet. Uh, because yeah. they need to be away from each other. You need to be away from your spouse. You need to do things that on your own, you need to, and it, and it, and it can be something, you know, cause everybody's always like, well, self-care is expensive. It doesn't have to be, you, you know, I, I, I spend totally. $10 a month, uh, at planet fitness because my workout in the morning is my alone time. It's my time to go in yeah. and just walk on the treadmill or do whatever I'm going to do. And that helps me find like some sanity in my brain and I want to do it by myself and it's great right and we need to have that Mm -hmm. but it is annoying sometimes when you're trying to plan things or or the weekends are the worst because the kids are always going crazy and there's nine million things to do and you've got Mm -hmm. tournaments and you've got birthday parties and you've got whatever and it is tough because part of it is probably he just wants to go and sit there and be away he wants to be gone. He doesn't want to be involved in anything. And then you're involving yourself in everything because you have to, because somebody has to run the ship. So I feel you there. Um, I think that a lot of times my husband and I have the same argument over and over again. Like I said, this argument we had was not about dishes. The argument that we had was about, um, uh, him being, him being worried that I was mad because he didn't do something while I was out of town. And then me, looking like having a massive case of resting bitch face because I had been traveling. I took four flights in 24 hours and had diarrhea. So it was a hell of a trip. Oh, and, then yeah. I, awesome. and then I get back and it's like, oh, let me do the dishes, you know, like one other thing I can do today. And so the, the fight was about our tone. The fight was about nine million other things. Right. And we have that fight over and over again. But that's, you know, marriage is baffling at times. It just baffles me at times. Maybe
2: what you should have done is said, I got to be honest with you, Like I'm maxed out. My brain is maxed out. I'm fried. All I want to do is just sit and watch Game of Thrones. And I swear to God, if I look at those dishes, I'm going to throw something through the window and that's going to be an extra cost to you. So you have a choice. Based (laughs) on what you said to me, it's that you're interested in doing the dishes. I suggest you do it now. And if you don't do it now, just know... You may not have any clothes in your drawers because they might be on the street. Are we good? <laughs> yeah. See, I think
1: p- part of me is just, I, c- because if he, and this is the stupid, the stupid part of my brain that, that tells me things like if he does something, it means he loves me because that's not true at all. Because I always say, well, if he remembers right. this, <laughs> it means he lo- he really, truly loves me, which is total bullshit. But if you actually wanted to do if you were actually going to get to the dishes and do the dishes, then instead of sitting on the couch and looking at me and saying I was going to do it, you would have gotten up and taken the dishes out of my hand and said, I'm going to wash them right now because I see it's bothering you and I want to take care of it. But he didn't actually want to do the dishes.
2: He, yeah, he doesn't care about dishes. It's no. just not on his priority list. Nope. And nope. you just got to make peace with that. Like right. the guy doesn't give two shits about dishes. He just, right. It's not, he doesn't care. No. Or yeah. laundry
1: or anything. Because you know, the other thing that he says that drives me nuts is, well, we'll get to it. And it's like, well, what does that mean? We'll get to it. Okay,
2: but let me ask you this. Does he care about how clean your car is?
1: No, but neither do I.
2: Because I find that there's something, some things that they're anal about. Like my husband's anal about, he hates it that when my car's dirty. And he also hates cords that are out around the house. Like that drives him bananas. Cords. So if I say to him, when the dishes are not done, I want to rip somebody's eyeballs out in the same way that if there are cords laying around like a laptop cord that somebody could like trip on and it looks messy makes you nuts like we see eyeball to eyeball so right if it's, you throw me a bone I'll throw you a bone
1: it's a priority thing I understand yeah I understand what you're saying and I think it's just what honey yo my husband just said <laughs> he's gonna throw me a bone um okay so that's not what we were talking about uh, this, so that's a priority of his. That's true, though. That's definitely on his (laughs) priority list all the time. But anyway, so yeah, so um, (sighs) marriage is just tough. It baffles me every day. It's something different. Um, But I think that's because our tiny little brains when we were um, teenagers and then teenagers is programmed to believe that everything is supposed to be romantic and lovey-dovey and awesome. And then you get married and you realize it's a whole bunch of work. And now I don't sure. mean that in a negative way. I just mean that in every day you have to get up and make the choice that you want to do it again with that person again. And you want to have the fight or the talk, talk it through or whatever, because it's not that anybody wants to actively fight. It just happens. You know, communication breaks down and sometimes you know I, I mean? want to fight. Sometimes you want to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, just
0: to see if he still cares or not, because he. Doesn't act like he does. <laughs> so.
1: You want to, you want to kick him to make sure he's still alive. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. I feel yeah. I definitely am the poker. He yells at me all the time because he's like, you're, you're doing this on purpose. And I'll sit there and I'll lie to his face and be like, no, I'm not. And he's like, I... you're, you're doing this on purpose. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> then it's like, yes, yes, I am. And I knew I was, but I'm just trying to show him how much I love him, Tiffany. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he wants to, um, to to I don't think he wants to love me enough for that. But anyway, <laughs> um all right. So, This was so much fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, Don't forget to enter our co-host contest this season for your opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs.
0: It's easy to enter our co-host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter. Every time you enter is another chance to win.
1: Make sure to check out the contest rules at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com.
0: This episode's code word is grandparents. From the U.S., text grandparents to 44222 for your chance to win. If you're in Canada, text Grandparents. To one five eight seven eight zero zero four three two three for your chance to win. Okay, well, thank you so much. Where can we find you, Kate?
2: So you can find the Reality Life of Kate Casey podcast anywhere where you look for podcasts: Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere. And then you can find me on Instagram at, at Kate Casey, CA. My Twitter is at Kate Casey. I tweet during shows and about shows during the week. My lo- website is loveandknuckles.com. And oh, and I have a Facebook group which is really fun. Um, if you like to deep dive reality shows, just go to the search button and put in "Reality Life with Kate Casey." And uh, they're awesome people who are deep diving and finding serious dirt on all the shows that you love to watch.
1: Yeah, after we talked, I went and followed over there. And I've been looking at all of the um, 90 Day Fiance stuff that has been popping up lately. So it's been fun to follow. So I'm excited to be over there. Well, we just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us. And um, you can... uh you can join us next week on another episode of take it or leave it an advice ish podcast hosted by two
0: struggling moms who have no idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Sorry. We screw that up every time. I, just, I need a mental health day.
1: Uh, well, thank you so much for being with us and we'll see you guys all next time on the next episode of take it or leave it. Bye. Bye.